Welcome to Weston's Sermon Podcast of the Week. We are so glad you've joined us today. If you have been encouraged by our ministry and would like to support us financially, you can do so at westonroadchurch.com slash give. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy this week's message. We're here to learn God's Word this morning, and I'm very excited to bring you guys a very, very, very um, a message that God has battled me for past couple of weeks, and I just love that I get to share with you what God's placed in my heart, and I believe you will be blessed today with the message. Amen? Amen. Okay, so before getting into the message, I want to start off with a little testimony. I believe we are strengthened by stories, and we are strengthened by other people's uh, testimonies on how God has blessed uh, one of uh, each of us, and I want to share you a story a little bit about me. Okay, so I've mentioned before on the pulpit that um, I grew up as a Buddhist. So I, I was born in Thailand, and um, I was born a Buddhist. Um, I was actually a monk at one time in my life. Um, if you guys don't know what that, uh, what, what that is, um, you can go on Google. But I grew up as a monk in Thailand, and then the story of God bringing me to Canada is a testimony alone, but we're not gonna focus on that testimony. We're gonna focus on the testimony of what happened when I'm in Canada. So I came to Canada and I have, a, I have an older brother and I'm a single mom. So I grew up with a single mom mother. And when we came to Canada, we literally had nothing. We had nothing. Um, we were immigrants from Thailand. We were trying to find a home, um, trying to find a school for me and my brother. My mom was trying to find a job. We were in that transition in life. Okay. Long story short, we were, my mom was able to save enough money to get us our first rent at, at, a, at, at, a, at an apartment. And I remember it was in 2005 when we moved into our first apartment. It was not in the best neighborhood, but we, we were grateful we had, we had shelter because we were renting from our uncle, but then we had to rent to give him some privacy, you know, so we don't want to bother our family too much. But what happened was our first night in our new home, we had nothing. I remember moving in. It was a one-bedroom apartment for three of us. Um, me and my brother got the one bedroom, of course. My mom would make that sacrifice. But we had nothing. We had nothing. Um, we only had some pans and pots. We had no couches, no beds. We were sleeping on like a carpet. We were sleeping on the floor um, the first couple of weeks. So then what happened was, at this time, we were attending a Pentecostal church in Scarborough, and we were able to meet, I call her my grandmother, but she was kind of like my godmother who introduced Christ to me. And then one day, at the door, we get a knock. We had no furniture, and the door opens, and it was the whole church, like the leadership team, the serve team, I don't know who it was, I was very young, but they started coming in with couches, with beds, with, 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 like, with, with, with all of these furniture. And then I was too young to realize it then, but now when I look at it, that was God's blessing. And it gets a little more interesting because when I asked my mom, mom, like what happened? Like why did they bring us so much free furniture? We had a bed, I, had a, I got a bunk bed, so I got the top bunk, I was so excited, but it was free, it just came. And then my godmother with the whole church team coming in, bringing in, carrying the fridge, carrying the furniture, carrying the chairs, the tables, all free. She looks at my mom and says, it's because of three words, God loves you. God loves you. And then, of course, 
as I grew a Buddhist, my mom naively goes, God, like, who, who, who loves me? A God loves me? I can't afford this furniture. I, I, can't, I can't pay you back. And she goes, this is from the church showing you how much God loves you. Because God blessed us, we bless you through God's love. So from that story, the key point that I want to bring out is the three words that she said. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Do you know that? Do you believe that? If you believe that, say amen. If you believe that, look to your neighbor and say, God loves you. Simple three words has the power and magnitude because it is truthful and because it's meaningful. And today, we're going to get deep into those three words. God loves you. I'd like to ask if the whole church can stand. We're going to open our Bibles. If you have your Bible, feel free to open it up. We will have the scripture on the screen. I'm going to ask if the whole church can stand. Give you guys a little more uh, stretch room to, you know, get, get loose, get ready for the message. Um, let's get ready to read God's word this morning. We're going to read in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 8. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 8. And we have our team put it on the screen but if you have your bibles you can read straight from there verse one goes therefore since we have been made right in god's sight by faith we have peace with god because of what jesus christ our lord has done for us so we sang about it all hail king jesus he died for us so because of what jesus did for us because of our faith verse two christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we stand. Undeserved privilege. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Verse 3, we can rejoice. Two, when we run into problems and trials, we can rejoice when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they will keep us or help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Verse 5. This is the key verse of today's preaching. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. God's love will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. When we are utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for a person. Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Amen? Let's pray this morning. Father God, we just thank you for your word. Thank you that your word has the power to speak life and truth and that your word never returns void. Father, I pray as we dive into this Roman scripture and learn more about the word love that you speak to us, Lord. Help us to understand how powerful that word is. And Father, use me as your vessel, Lord, to speak accurately according to the Holy Spirit guiding me. Thank you, Lord. I need you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So you may be seated, church. Thank you.
So I kept repeating the word love. Love, love, love. You know, growing up, me and my brother, we grew up in the faith. And we were always invited to go do a special performance at different churches in a form of poetry rap. Okay? So growing up, me and my brother, we were dynamic duo. We would go to different churches and, and perform this love rap. And I'm not going to perform that for you or, or show you that. But I want to read the first few sentences of that poetry to help us get started into the message today. Okay? It goes like this. This is a song sung by a Christian rapper named Jason Ma, if you heard of him. But this is the first line. Now Hollywood wants to make you think they know what love is. Hollywood, okay? But I will tell you what true love is. Love is not what you see in the movies. It's not the ecstasy. It's not drugs. It's not what you've seen in that scene. You don't see love through a movie screen. You know what I mean? It's poetry. I'll tell you right now, true love is, and we're going to stop right there. True love is, and we're going to stop right there. You see, my prayer is today, when you leave church this morning, you're going to understand and have a newer revelation of not just what love is, of what true love is. True love. Somebody say true love. The word love alone is, people use that word and put it to different categories. But today we're going to talk about what God says about what true love is. Today's title is straight. It's not three words, it's five. It's God loves you, and I'm going to add so much. So if you're writing notes, God loves you so much. So much. Do you know that? Do you know that? You know, growing up, I have a very, this is kind of a story that I'll never forget. So I grew up in a, in a high school where we had religion class. And one day the teacher was teaching us about Christianity. And then one student in my class raises up hands and goes, teacher, teacher, miss. Why... What's the difference between Christianity and every other religion you're teaching us? Why? Like, what makes Christianity so special? Because the teacher was also a Christian teaching other religions. So see, as a Christian teaching other religions, her response at a school can't be to favoritize her religion, but she gave it anyways. And what she said to the student was, it's because the God of Christianity, Jesus Christ, loves you. Every other religion needs you to deserve a kind of love. But the difference between Christianity is Jesus loves you no matter what, straight. And see, as a student in that class, I said, that's interesting. And how come as a Christian growing up, I've never thought of it so deeply before. And today, if that's you, if you grew up as a believer knowing God's love, today we're going to go to the next level. We're going to break a wall to go into the deeper depths of what God's love looks like. Okay? And that's my prayer today. When you leave, you're going to walk in this experience with God's love that you've never had before. Okay? And we're going to do that 
by going to the verse in the Bible, Luke chapter 15, and we're going to read a parable that Jesus is teaching, and we're going to look at God's love here in a deeper realm. Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 24. And this is a famous parable that Jesus teaches, and it's called the parable of the prodigal son. The prodigal son, some versions say the lost son, the lost brother, the parable of the prodigal son. And let's read this together in Luke chapter 15, verses 11. Let's go. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. So Jesus is telling multiple parables at this time, and now he's telling another one. And this parable specifically, so Jesus at this time was preaching on, on the Trinity. The Son, the Holy Spirit, the Father. And this specifically is putting our perspective in the Father, God the Father. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. So that's father, two sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. This is a key verse. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and the brother began to starve. So the younger uh, the brother goes, spends all the money that his father gives him. A famine comes, he began to starve. He began to suffer. Verse 15, he persuaded a local farmer to hire him. And the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. This is a side note. So if you notice now, the son is working, feeding pigs, but also eating pig food. Have you thought about that? Where the further we run from God's love, the Father's love, from God, we begin to think and do interesting things. See, the son here began to eat pig's food. The further you run away from God, you begin to, to, to lose a sense of, of sense. Lose a sense of morality. Lose a sense of what's right. Lose a sense of what makes sense. He began to eat pig's food. That's a side note. The further you run from God, you lose your senses of what is right. Verse 17, in bold letters I write this, when he finally came to his senses, so the further you run from God, you lose your sense, but the brother here now finally came to his senses. He said to himself, at home, even the servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. Have you been in a place in your life where you've experienced suffering, where you've experienced starvation, Spiritually, food, physically, whatever it is. But you're forgetting that you have a home that has enough food for you. And that food for you is in the love of God, our Father. Verse 18, I will go home to my Father. This should always be your response. Come to your senses. I will go home to God's love. I will go home. But this is very interesting. He comes home and the son says to the father, I am no longer worthy of being called your son. 
please take me on as a hired servant. Have you guys ever experienced a moment where you come back to God, but you feel like you failed so much and you're not worthy enough to even come back? Have you ever been through a situation, a trial like that in your life? Continuing to verse 20. So he returned home. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. You see, the key verse is filled with love. See, his son went far, but when he saw his son coming back, he embraced his son with love and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against you, against both heaven, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. We're going to keep that as a note. Verse 21. Verse 22. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger, sandals for his feet. Kill the calf we've been fattening. Kill the, the best food. We must celebrate. We celebrate for the son of mine was dead and now he's returned to life. He was lost and now he is found. So the party began. You see, when you get further from God and you come back from God, he doesn't come back. He doesn't allow you to come back and say, mm -mm -mm, you, you made a mistake. I'm sorry. He says, come filled with love and compassion. He welcomes back. You see, that's the love of our Heavenly Father. See, as far and deep as we go, the more sense and morality we go deep into, there is a Father who, as the scripture says, have food, has hired servants to take care of you. He is ready, but he's ready to welcome you with open arms of love and compassion. You see, in your life, have you, better, have you ever been in a moment where you felt like you came back to God, but you felt like you weren't worthy of being loved? I'm going to tell you straight right now, no matter what you're going through, when you come back to Jesus, his love always remains. People's love will fail you, but God's love won't. Can I get an amen in the house? His love will never fail you. Always with compassion. Always with love. Every time you return to the Father. And we're going to stop there, but there's two things that I want to present before you in these scripture verse. Listen carefully. The first point... The son came back and he said, I'm not worthy of being called your son anymore. Hired me back as a servant. You see, that is the wrong attitude when we come back to God. And the reason why that's the wrong attitude is because no matter what we do, we are still his child. We don't come back to God and say, God, I failed. I'm a different person. No, no. He sees you as his child no matter what. And see, that is the beauty of God. He loves you so much that you'll always be to him precious. You'll always be to him a jewel, a treasure, no matter what you do. And that's because he loves you. Do you know that, church, this morning? That no matter what you do, when you run back to the Father, it's not, hey, you're back, but you're no longer my son. You're a servant now. No, no, no. you're still my son. You're still my daughter, no matter what. That's the love of the Father. And that's the love of the Father that we serve. Do you know that this morning? Do you know that? Point number two is that God is not only showing love, but he's a God of love. That is who God is. Filled with love and compassion, that is who God is. 
He loves no matter what. Agape love, unconditional love. That's the kind of love that God has for you. No matter what, he loves you. Do you know that this morning? You see, a lot of people get the word love wrong. They think that God loves me more than the other person. God loves this guy more than me, this girl more than me. But no, God is not, God's love is not proven to you by what you do, by what you have. God's love is proven to you simply on what he's already done for you. And we've been singing for that, we've been singing that all morning, all hail King Jesus, the Lord of heavens and earth, because he came to this earth and he died for you. We read Romans earlier, people are not going to die for another one. No one does that. Would you die for someone? Truth in the reality is Jesus did for all of us. That alone, what he's already done for you, has proven his unconditional love for you. Do you know that this morning? Do you know that? I mentioned earlier that God is love, perfect love. Okay? But I want us to look at what the world sees love like. And if you're listening, I want you to really lean in here. Because I'm going to tell you where you're wrong. Okay? As a pastor, that is my role, to correct you with love. Okay? There are three kinds of love in this world. And if you are walking in the first two loves that I bring out, then I really want you to question our heart, your hearts. Because this gets real. We're getting real now. The first kind of love is if love. If. If you do this, I'll love you. If you succeed, I'll love you. If you surpass my expectation, I'll love you. If, if, I'll love you. That is wrong love number one. Your love should not be based on if. Point number two, because love. I love you because you're beautiful. I love you because you're handsome. I love you because you're rich. I love you because you have a beautiful family. I love you because, because, because. That is wrong love number two. We don't love because of ifs. We don't love because of because. We don't do that. The third kind of love is the kind of love that God shows us. The in spite of love. The in spite of love. God loves you because in spite of your past, in spite of your sins, in spite of your failures and faults, I still love you. Do you believe that this morning? That God loves you in spite of whatever you're dealing with? Whatever you do, your past, do you believe that God loves you in spite of? God doesn't love you because you're up here leading worship. God doesn't love me because I'm out here preaching his word. God doesn't love me more than you or, or each other because we serve on the dream team. He loves me because of who I am in spite of everything that I've done. And that's the kind of love that you have access to. But the question is, are you accessing the full grace and full magnitude of God's love? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 19, that God's love, in some translation says, it's too great to comprehend. 
In my translation, it says, may you experience the love of Christ. May it is too great to understand fully. Do you understand that God's love is so great for you that you can't even understand it? That's how deep it goes. We're breaking the boundary today and we're going deeper on God's love for you. The verse ends with, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life, that power that comes from God. May you experience the love of God that is beyond understanding so you will be complete. Have you experienced God's love before ever where you feel complete? The truth and reality is we'll never understand how deep God loves us. But isn't it cool and, and, and beautiful to know that he loves us just so much? But that when we're filled with his love, we're complete with fullness of life. We're complete. God loves you so much that we can't understand it. And if you're sitting in here today, between you and God, and you're asking the big questions, do you really love me, God? Do you care for me? Do you want me to succeed? Do you really have a plan and purpose for me to prosper me? If you're asking those questions, good, ask those questions. But I'm telling you straight, the answer is yes, yes, and yes. God loves you. He'll answer all your prayers. He cares for you. But have you come to a place of fully experiencing God's love before? Have you done that? Going back to the prodigal son's story, God's love is always there, just like the father in the story, and he's always patient with you. He's always ready to welcome you back in open arms, and his patience will never break. He's ready and filled with compassion for you to come back and let him embrace you with his love. You see, and today I believe that today is a wake-up call for some of you. Today is a wake-up call on one end to come back to your life of, let's say, making mistakes and sin, trying to be perfect, but come back into an experience and a relationship with God where you can experience his true love, but at the same time, are you reciprocating that love for him? We, we sang it all, all hail King Jesus. We're singing it, but also are we living it? Are we really loving God so much where we're putting him higher than anything where even you're trying whatever you can to love him too? Truth and reality is, even though if you don't love him, he still loves you. But as a church, I'm here to tell you, why are you sitting here if you're not trying to experience God's love or in a way, try and love God even more than you already do? I believe here, a lot of you know God's love, but you can know even more. And because the Bible says that we don't fully comprehend and understand God's love, every day you need to be walking in a position and walking in a direction to experience the love of God even more. Right? Whether it's prayer, whether it's consecrating time in your quiet time with God, whatever you need to do today, you need to make sure that you're intentionally putting yourself in a position to experience God's love like never before. Amen? You see, the Bible tells us a list of what love is. Have you guys, have you guys heard that list before? What is love? The Bible has all the answers. Let's read it together in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8. Verses 4 to 8. 
Love is patience and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love does not demand its own way. I want you to reflect on your life as we read the scripture. It is not irritable and it keeps no records of wrong. If you love someone, do you track the wrongs? It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Whatever circumstance that you might be going through, is your love enduring for one another? God's love is, always. In whatever circumstance you're going through, his love endures forever. Going back to our opening scripture verse in Romans chapter 5. Forgive me, church, I do sweat. So if you see me uh, wiping uh, last time, I had a tissue. It was drenched, so I'm able to get a towel <laughs> this time. Thank you. Going back to Romans chapter 5, verses 5, to our key verse in our opening scripture, the hope and love will not lead to disappointment. Right? We just read, endures through every circumstance. It will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. For we know how dearly God loves you because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. This is a very important thing to understand now. As we're trying to, if you're trying to experience God's love in a whole nother realm, you need to understand that the love of God is given to you or the experience of experiencing God's love is done through the Holy Spirit. And if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit within you and through the Holy Spirit, you can experience God's love. Do you know that this morning? The scripture says, because he has given us the Holy Spirit, he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. If you have the Holy Spirit in the house today, you have the accessibility, you have the availability, and you have the ability to experience God's love always, every day, through whatever circumstance you're going through. And see, when we have the Holy Spirit, I'm going to sidetrack a little bit. I'll get back to that. I grew up also going to a, to a church Christian camp where I would always tell my leader, during worship, I always feel something. You guys with me? When you, when you worship, when you hear God's word, when Holy Spirit speaks to you, do you feel something? Do you feel it? Like, do you actually experience something in your body? Moving like a warmth, like a peace, where it even brings out joy, it brings out tears maybe, it brings out a moment of thanks and thanksgiving. Have you experienced that? If you have, that's the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in you where if you're singing in worship and you feel something, don't question it. Let, it. let it move you. Let that feeling absorb you. Let the love of God through the Holy Spirit allow you to enter into a place of never experienced worship before. And from there, when you experience the love of God, Holy Spirit, you begin to understand that that's the Holy Spirit giving you God's love. 
putting you in a place of experience where you feel the love of God, where I've seen a lot of you go in tears, not because it's because you feel the love of God. You love him, he loves you so much that it puts you at a place of just awe. So if you've ever questioned that feeling, don't question it. Now you know that is the Holy Spirit. He is trying to tug at you. He's trying to make you feel his love, his amazing love. And if you experience that, hey, welcome to the amazing club of Christianity, experiencing God's love. If you haven't experienced that, I question you. Is that something you're interested in, in learning about and something you're interested in growing into? Okay, so the love of God comes from Holy Spirit. You feel it. It's an experience. You can see it all around you with his provision. You can see it all around you in your life. But when you experience the love of God, let it overtake you. Let it, get you. let it break you down on your knee. Let the Holy Spirit break you and lead you in those moments. Because that's just God saying, I love you. I love you. Do you see that this morning? And I put this in, in, in bold in my notes. And when you experience God's love, you will never be the same again. You will never be the same again. You see, there's power with the Holy Spirit and God that when he comes into your life and he gives you that Holy Spirit, uh, the experience to just, you know, manifest and, and live in his glories and riches, you're never the same again. You don't think a certain way like the world anymore. You think in the ways of the Lord. You don't love people because of ifs or buts or because you love people because you love people. I encourage you to look deeper into your hearts if you have, have you experienced God's love? And also, are you pouring out God's love so others can experience God's love? You know, the Bible says that Jesus came to this earth to serve, not to be served. Did you guys know that? The word says straight, Jesus came to this earth to serve, to love, to not be served, right? We see scripture in the, in the Last Supper when Jesus is about to go into his crucifixion and all of that. The disciples are with Jesus. What Jesus does is he grabs water and he comes in front of his disciples and, and, and he goes, he starts washing their feet. Jesus, the son of God, the savior of the world, is on his knee washing his disciples' feet. You know, as we read the scripture, I don't have it on the notes, but as we read it, Peter asked God, what are you, Jesus, why are you washing my feet? I should be washing yours. Absolutely, we should. We should be praising Jesus high. But Jesus, he's the one on his knee washing his disciples' feet. And you know how Jesus responds? He responds, correct me if I'm saying it right, but he responds saying, you might not understand what I'm doing yet, but you will later. Can someone, can someone quote me on that? Jesus said that? Absolutely he did. I know he did. You don't understand why I'm washing your feet now, but you'll understand later. And later what happens? He died on the cross for us. Jesus came to this earth to serve, not to be served. And that's just straightly showing love. When have you gotten on your knee in a metaphor and washed someone's feet? When have you gotten dirty and picked up dirt? When have you humble yourself to show someone love even when it's the hardest. 
till this day, even for me, it's challenging to do that, to lower all my pride, to get on my knee and wash someone's feet. But see, because we're called to be Christ-like and God created us in his image, that is the image that we need to be striving for. We need to be loving people, getting on our knees and washing people's feet. Have you done that in your life? If you have, keep, keep going. Because that is who God created you to be. He created you to love because he loved first. Amen? Amen? I'd like to call Alex up, uh, to, to get Alex on the keys here. And we're gonna, I wanna close this service today in a, in a different kind of way, but I'm gonna call Alex up. He's gonna help me here. Thank you, Alex. You know, we read earlier the parable of the prodigal son, where the son goes into a world Wastes all that his father gave him, but he comes back and God and the father welcomes him with open arms with love. I want to look at one more parable with you today. And it's very short, but sometimes the shortest scriptures, the shortest words, I love you, has so much power. We're going to turn to Matthew chapter 13, verses 44. This is the parable of the hidden treasure, the hidden treasure. Thank you, Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again, sold everything he owned to get money, enough money to buy the field that is one verse the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field he sold everything he owned to buy the field we're going to use this parable and we're going to put jesus as the farmer put jesus in that perspective today jesus comes he finds a field he finds the world. He sees the world. Jesus goes and sells everything. Everything. His life. And buys the field. You see, in this, in this text, the field is represented as the world. Jesus sold everything, his life, and he died for the world. He bought the world. From all our sins, he bought it all. He took it all. But you know what's very interesting? Jesus didn't do that for the world. He did it for the treasure. And that treasure is you. That treasure is you. God loves you so much that he came to this world, gave everything that he had for the treasure. You are valuable to God. You are valuable to Jesus. Where you are worth dying for. You are worth the death of Jesus Christ. And if you don't realize the power of that love, today is your wake-up call. You are God's treasure. You are precious to Him. You're a jewel, in a, you're a needle in a haystack. That's how much He values you. 
And if you've never experienced the love of God before, today is your wake-up call to allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life where you live in abundance of His love. You are His treasure. Put yourself at a higher regard where even if you make mistakes like the prodigal son, don't come back to God saying, I'm no longer worthy. Your value to God remains the same today and forever. And that's because of His unconditional love, His steadfast love for you. A love that never ends. Do you know that this morning? That God loves you and He sold everything to win you. Earlier, I mentioned the poetry that I read and I stopped. I want to read the rest of that poem to you. And I want you to take in the words of this poetry and let it sink. Let it sink in of what love is, what true love is. Now Hollywood wants to make you think they know what love is. But I will tell you what true love is. Love is not what you see in the movies. It's not the ecstasy. It's not what you see in that scene. You know what I mean? I'll tell you right now, true love is sacrifice. You see, love is thinking about others before you think about yourself. You see, love is selfless, not selfish. Love never fails. You see, that is true love, sacrifice. And the God of the universe showed that for me and he showed that for you. And today, as we leave church today, I'm praying that you begin to experience the love of God like never before. Love never fails. God loves you so much and his love will never fail you. Let his whole, let Holy Spirit fill your life with his love. Allow it to. And as the scripture says, you will be complete. You will lack nothing when you have the love of God in your life. Do you believe that this morning, church? True love is sacrifice. Love is sacrifice. I'd like to call up the worship team. If you guys can help me here. I'd like to ask if everyone can stand on their feet as we wrap up the service. We're not going to interrupt what Holy Spirit's doing, and we're going to allow the Holy Spirit love of God to move. Father God, I pray every spirit in this house today be broken. Any spirit of doubt, fear, and you just fill that spirit with the love of God. John chapter 15 verses 13 says, There is no greater love than this, to lay one's life down for one's friends. There is no greater love than this. And that's what Jesus did for you. There is no greater love than what Jesus has already done for you.
famous scripture John 3:16 says for God so loved the world you can say it with me that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life for God so loved the world he loved you he loves me he loves all of us worship team I'm gonna ask if you can help lead in this song this song is called how he loves and I pray as we sing this song break up anything on your mind and focus on the love that God has for you sing this song let it be a time of consecration one-on-one -on -one with Jesus let his love move than never before how he loves say anything it just reminded me it was 10 years ago an encounter with the love of God changed me for the rest of my life you're never the same as soon said and this is this is something that we need to give ourselves to because the love of God is so powerful that I think people don't even realize how powerful this is it will change you for the rest of your life. You will never be the same. Hallelujah.
Let's sing it again. Come on. He loves us. He loves us. Let's go, church. of this song is he is jealous for me he is jealous for me he is jealous for you you know when God gave us the laws he said love no other God but me I am jealous for you I'm a jealous God and that's because he wants to love you so a God that died for you a God that gave up everything for you doesn't he deserve all our love doesn't he deserve all our love this morning going back to ephesians it says the love of god is it goes beyond our comprehension we don't understand the magnitude and the power of god's love and we may never ever understand it And if, if you've never experienced the love of God this morning, this is your opportunity to. This is your opportunity to encounter the love of God. Right now, I pray for every spirit in the house right now to break, to experience the love of God like never before. Holy Spirit. And if you've never experienced the love of God right now, you better just brace yourself because He's about to blow in this place right now. God, Amen. move like never before. Brace Hallelujah. yourself. The love of God is moving today. Worship team, you can help me. Let's sing about how much God loves us.
Thank you, Daddy. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Last time, come on. He loves us. Thessalonians 3 5 may the Lord lead your hearts into fully understanding an expression of the love of God may he lead your hearts to fully understand the love of God and the endurance that comes from Christ may the Lord lead you and as we close service today let God lead your hearts into understanding that love of Jesus Christ let the Lord lead you Holy Spirit he loves you so much. He loves you so much. I want everyone's eyes closed right now. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ into your life as Lord and Savior, if you have never experienced the love of God before, this is your moment. With no eyes looking around, heads bowed, if you're watching online, you're in the house today. This is your moment. This is your moment. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We love you. Father, we thank you that you love us and even though we don't understand it, Lord, help us to lead us, direct our paths to understanding why, why you love us so much. Thank you that you died for us, Lord, and that you gave everything for us. And we don't want to take that for granted, Lord. And we are declaring today that moving forward, we want to live the rest of our life for you, Jesus. We want to go deeper into a revelation of your love like never before with no fear, no doubt. Father, I pray for every need in the house this morning. Father, I pray that as we have needs, Lord, you're the God that cares. Jeremiah, for you have plans for us, Lord. Plans to prosper us and give us good life and a future, Father. And we, we cling on to that, Lord. Show us your love as we go in our workplaces, as, as we go into our Sunday evenings, as we go to our jobs, our weeks. Father, embrace our lives with your love. 
Father, as people see us, Lord, help us help others to see your love through us. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, church. If you've been blessed this morning, we just want to say we're glad you have been because God loves you so much. And as you go into your weeks, don't forget his love. Let it overtake you. Let it become sovereign. Let it run your life. Let me give this prayer of blessing to you. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. God bless everybody. Have a great week. We love you here at Weston. And as we always say, although the service is over, church is not. God bless you, church. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Sermon of the Week. God wants to work in your life, and we want to hear it. Please take a moment to share your story by emailing amen at westonroadchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope listening to this week's message has equipped you to be the light wherever you go.